if I'm not making hundreds of millions of dollars from my business, why would I ever just save up money to then buy an apartment to then make an extra grand or 500 bucks or something a month for a rental uh, apartment? I can either invest the money into the S&P and get, let's say 10%, or I can invest it into myself. Our revenue is up 55% year to date compared to last year. So clearly I'm outbeating the stock market mm. five and a half times. So whenever I invest a dollar into myself, I can get five and a half dollars back, which is way better returns than over here in the S&P. I believe that every person has the power to transform their life. Today, I will unlock that power in you. I'm Luke, and you're listening to the Luke Mind Power Podcast. It's time for you to heal and to find inner peace. Are you ready? Just send me a DM that says, I want inner peace to get started. Until then, enjoy this episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Luke Mind Power Podcast. Guess where I am? I'm in freaking Dubai, and this is the start of the best of the rest of my life. And I'm with someone freaking powerful. His name is Rasmus. He's from Denmark. And he is an entrepreneur. Uh, he's been living in Dubai for, what, since September last year. And uh, I reached out to him because I saw one of his videos on YouTube. And I was like, bro, I'm coming, man. Help me out. Because his video was about um, you know, living in Dubai and what it's like. So I want to welcome Rasmus to the Luke Mindpower podcast, bro. It's, it's a blessing to have you with us, man. Yeah, thank you. And uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation. And you know, getting to know... First of all, like what brought you here? Why why Dubai? Why'd you leave all your family? And yeah, no, yes, why I left my family. <laughs> uh, getting deep into it. Um, no, so basically since end of 2019, just before like COVID hit, uh, I started, I spent like five months in Spain. And then since that time, I've basically spent, been spending like half the year in Spain and half the year in Denmark. Uh, and then... I was in Spain last year for six months. And then I had a, one of my friends hit me up like back home in Denmark. He was like, hey, bro, I'm moving to Dubai. I was like, why? I was like, well, taxes, weather, environment, just a bunch of people who are you know, successful entrepreneurs. And generally just the environment is better, which I couldn't understand from him because we talk about those things. I feel like Denmark is not a really good place for entrepreneurs is like the highest tax country in the world and generally just not very welcoming towards people who want to achieve bigger things um so talk to him about it and chatted about it for like a couple of months and i was like before just before i left spain i was like pretty set on it and i was like hey let me just give a dubai crack because i've been spending a lot of time in spain so i already knew what it was like you know spending time outside of the country away from my family so that wasn't the Big, like that wasn't a big deal to me it was more it's seven hours instead of a, like a three-hour flight within europe right mm -hmm. um but yeah that was that was like what brought me to dubai really it's like okay i can not pay any taxes on my work which is great i can invest more i can save more i can you know have a better quality of life uh better people better environment which is like really people and environment and culture is the biggest things for me because if i can I, if i can be in a place with a lot of highly successful people. It also pushes me to achieve more naturally. If you're just around a team of eight players, obviously you're also going to up your game, right? Um, so yeah, that's that's. How have you learned that on on your journey? Because obviously, you know, you have to be at a certain level of success to be able to actually go. Yeah, I'm going to make this change, right? Because I want to change my environment, and you know, 
you have to start a new, basically start fresh, but in a different space. And you have to transfer everything from Denmark to to here, which is, I guess it's not that much, but it's you know transferring your money and you have to be in a certain position to go, well, Dubai is not that cheap, especially if you want to live uh, a good lifestyle, right? So you would have had to set yourself up already a little bit yeah. first. Um, and how long did that take you before you... Like, how long did it take you to set yourself up in that position? Because for me, it took me two years, you know, to be able to, like, for me, I wouldn't have been able to make this decision two years ago, but just as it happened, I hustled for two years and now I'm just like, yeah, well, I can take action and I can take a risk. Yeah. Okay. So how long it, it took me to like get set up in terms of business and like money and just yeah, getting to yeah, a place where Yeah. Where like you're, you're more like, so, I guess what people are trying in their life is to have that freedom Yeah. to be able to go, well, fuck, I don't need to live here. Why am I staying here for? Why can't I go and explore something else? Yeah. Um. So, so it's a little bit of a long story, but the, the short version of it, and we can get into like deeper later. Um. But I've been... I've been doing some 25. Uh, I've been doing. Did you hear that, everyone? He's 25. Like, that's amazing. It's freaking inspiring. I'm 38, and I can sit here and go, wow, when I was 25, I was earning $24,000 as a trainee in a government job. $24,000 a year. And we won't go into how much Rasmus is, is making, <laughs> but that'll just make me look bad. Um, but yeah, so. so- in Denmark, we do. It would basically be the equivalent of high school. I as we end that when you're like 19. So I was 19 coming out of high school, and I had a job for three months. Uh, and then I was like, "Fuck this! I'm sick of it." Um, so I had like a bit with my dad, and, and so he gave me like a course in online marketing. Actually, like a six week in house. Like hmm. you would show up to an address, and they will like teach you shit. Uh, like but Facebook ads and Instagram ads and Google ads and like all these different things. And after that course, I was like, okay, I'm just going to try and give this a go. Mm. Um, so How long ago was this? That That's end, end of 2017. So six, six Q3, years ago. Q3 2017. Six yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something like, yeah. Coming up to six years now. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, so yeah, I've been, been doing this for like six years, basically started mm-hmm. my own e-commerce brand first then got sick of that, like the whole packaging order and talking to customers and stuff like that. Uh, and then transitioned in 2018 into an agency, like freelancing, right? And just been like chipping away of that and then lost the business once, lost the business twice. And then I launched uh, Minix, which is the business I'm still running. Launched that in Jan 20, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two, two and a half years ago. Uh, so that's, so Minix is basically what has gotten me to this point mm. uh yeah started like started from scratch again in 2021 but been doing all things since yeah 2017 mm. amazing so i so you just said twice lost the business twice and the one thing that i've heard so much in business is people failing and people investing into companies or whatever going through um the journey of business and then Losing all, losing everything. Yeah. Right. And like for me, it's crazy because the, before I started coaching, I failed in one investment opportunity, lost over a hundred thousand dollars, and then started again. And I was like, wow, I needed to lose that in order for me to build what I have now. And now, when I, as I'm building and I'm growing, I'm like, is it going to happen to me again? No. Am I supposed to like fail again? Do I need to learn the lesson again? And it may not just be in business; it's in life. 
You know, it's in relationships, it's in your friendships or whatever that you need to learn or whatever's happening in your life that if you don't learn it the first time, it'll happen again. And I know some things may be unavoidable, right? Because that's life. But where I'm at right now is like, don't take it for granted. Because it's very easy, I feel like, to think, oh, it's all good. Yeah. You know, I don't have to worry. Like we were talking about earlier, yeah. we were just like, there's no worries. And you're like, no worries, that's dangerous. That's super dangerous. You know, because if you think that you've got no worries, then you're just in your comfort zone. You become complacent. You become like, it's all good. How did that happen for you? How did you go through two failures? And how much, like, if you don't mind, how much did you lose? Like, in and what, how did that, how did the so losses come? Like, I, what, what yeah. mistakes? What were the mistakes that you made? So, so I didn't specifically lose any like set amount, like you invest okay. in something and then like you invest into a stock or something and it just crashes. Like, not, it wasn't like that. Um, so I started my agency, right? Mm. 2018. There's some freelancing things. Um, but then I got a business partner because I hated sales. Like, fuck sales. I just want to do like the ads part of it. I just want to do ads for our clients and that's it. And then I can get someone to do the sales. Um, so we worked together for like nine months, maybe something like that. Uh, and then we, he wanted to do one thing and I wanted to stick with the agency. He wanted to like do some side business. Um, and I was like, nah, bro, that's not going to work. Like we weren't that successful. Like we were doing. I don't know, 14k, 13k a month, maybe between 10 and let's call it between 10 and 15, right? Uh, but we had just like signed on a lease for an office. We had an employee. It was like very traditional, like, oh, we had an, an, an actual like physical office already. Uh, and then we decided like maybe a week before I had, we had to move into this office that, uh, we weren't going to work together anymore. And the, the issue in the business was basically that we were, signing clients that we shouldn't have so we weren't able to deliver what we promised them basically we weren't able to deliver good, good results um and so clients naturally just left and then when we split apart i was like there was no way to do sales no leads incoming and so we were kind of we had like i remember we had like 300 bucks on the bank account like mm. after i had paid like the salary and like for the um for the office as I just didn't take any salary for months and just barely like scraped by, uh, just like pay for the office, pay for the employees and stuff. So that was the mistake, basically just going into a partnership, which, but I didn't learn that lesson. I thought, okay, you know, we just kind of grew apart. Um, but then I got a second business partner and the same thing happened. Mm. And then I started to realize, okay, maybe I'm just not set out to work in a like 50, 50 with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was 50, 50. And when you're in the marketing agency, like a marketing business, it does like the dynamic just doesn't work usually because you have one guy doing sales for eight hours, right? You can close a client, but if he closes 10, that's still just an eight hour workday. But the guy doing the marketing still has to like, has to deliver for an increasing amount of new clients. Right. Mm -hmm. So that dynamic just doesn't, didn't work. And I, I can be very like stubborn with decisions. Like if I want to do something, like I want it done my way. Yep. Um, and so after the second partnership where we had to just close down the business because there was nothing really in it, um, I kind of realized, okay, maybe I'm just not cut out for like a 50-50 partnership. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I started Minix and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it by myself, you know, just have employees, but run it myself completely. And here you are. And that seems to turn out pretty well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you just, yeah. And, and so you had to learn the lesson twice. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. So, 
Yeah, and and it wasn't even the money part because uh, you kind of get it hurts. To, it, See, it hurts your ego, and and it's more the time the time you spend on it to 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 create that wealth. Yeah, right? even and though we weren't doing a lot of money, it was still like you know I could take out a salary and you know pay for an apartment, or like pay for food and, and stuff like right, very basic things. But then suddenly you have nothing. Mm. Like, did I just spend four years, almost three years? Yeah, three years doing nothing because now there's no employees there's no clients like there's no revenue coming in mm-hmm. how am i going to pay for stuff right so it's like you that was the biggest thing was like the ego and time part that i had spent three years doing something and then just completely lost it. yeah yeah and and that's how i felt too like i always say like i got scammed right but then i also look at it and go well hang on a second it's not necessarily that you got scammed. You actually went through a really powerful experience that yeah. has helped you to grow. You 100%. Know? And it's like we always look at the failures as I, I made a mistake. but and Because, you know, saying I got scammed or saying I had to go through this experience, it was a lesson. You know, now I look back at it and I'm like, thank you for coming into my life and, and taking me through that experience. Yeah. Um, and that's the one thing that's most challenging for people when they're going through shit in their life. You can never see it in the moment like you can never appreciate it yeah it's a, you're going through a divorce you're going through a breakup in a relationship you're going through a, a problem with the business you're going through a challenge and you cannot understand why it ha- is happening and why you have to go through it but then you always look back in hindsight and you're like oh my gosh i needed that it makes perfect sense when you it look does back, right? it does i look back and i'm like i needed to go through that six months of trying to build a business giving this person all my money and then getting to a point where I had minus five thousand dollars, yeah, and I got no money left, and there's no results, and I've just invested six months of my life trying to create content and coaching programs and all this stuff, only to get to the point where one of my friends goes, "Bro, leave this, yeah. disconnect yourself, stop it, you know, because it's not working." And but I needed that, and like I was telling you, then what happened? I started doing comedy. <laughs> I started my TikTok. I dance videos. Yeah, like I I was doing whatever it took, though. You know what I mean? And and that's that's the journey that a lot of people don't appreciate is like the failures is really what makes you. You know, and it's learning from the failures and continuing to like grow and grow and grow and grow, no matter what happens. Yeah, and learning like the learning part of it is that's one thing I've been focused on a lot this year is. Um, not learning, but like not cast judgment on certain decisions, but just trying to look at it objectively. Because with you, like spent six months doing something and then it didn't work out. For me, spent three years doing something and just didn't work out. I was back at square one, right? Um, But you still build up a certain skill set. And so you you actually don't start from nothing. It's the same thing when people talk about like, okay, if we take like a hypothetical scenario, Elon Musk loses everything tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. In a week from now, in a month from now, in six months from now, he's still he's gonna have a billion dollars again. Like he's probably That's gonna what be. I top was thinking 30. about when you were talking the first time. I was like, yeah, bro, but you failed or you you decided that uh, these partnerships are not good for you. But because of the experience, because of the knowledge that you that you gained, because of that, you actually have something valuable that no one can take away from you. Yeah. So no matter if you that's and that's the same thing with me. When my dad said to me, oh, what are you going to do about the money? You know, what about the money? What about all the money? And I was like, dad, I am the money. 
right? You're the machine. Yeah, I'm the money. I'm the one that is going to attract all that money again, you know, so I'm not worried about it. And that's the thing I think people probably don't get is like what you're going through is actually you becoming that person. Because, yeah, like you said, Elon Musk could lose everything and six months later he'll have it all again because he knows how to, how to, how to manifest it, how to build it, how to create it. Yeah, he knows how to see demand, how to build a team, how to hire, like what things to do. He can do engineering, like he can build a product himself. He has the work ethic, like he still sleeps on the couch mm -hmm. and, and uh, SpaceX or Tesla, right? So he knows he's proven to himself over a long enough time horizon that he can do certain certain things that could get him to the level he's at now. Mm. So if he lost everything, maybe he can't get to the level he's at now because there's also luck involved, right? But he could get pretty far. Yeah, but you're the one that creates your luck, don't you think? You're, to I mean, you, a, a, a certain ex putting extent. your energy towards something that you're passionate about, you don't then just attract these opportunities. Like if, like you, I could say, oh, I'm so lucky that I came across Rasmus's video yeah. on YouTube. But had I not followed the process of who I've become and all the action that I've taken to get to, you know, Easter. In yeah. 2023, I wouldn't have even thought, okay, let, let me look at some videos about Dubai. And then I see your video. Yeah. Is that luck? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like it's coincidence. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny how the world works. Um, I think luck is probably the timing part of it. Mm. Um, but you can definitely, I do definitely believe that you can increase the surface area of what you can become lucky in by just inputting more things into the machine. So like if you invest in a bunch of courses, right? Or you have, you know, a, t a ton of team members or you just produce a bunch of content, right? Like you, you, the more things you can do, the more things you can put into the machine or put out into the world or whatever you want to call it, the more you can increase the surface area of you being lucky. So the more things you can become lucky in. Mm. And then the timing aspect of it, you can't predict. Mm -hmm. But if you have a massive net of things you just put out there, then it's bound to happen that at some point you're going to get lucky. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing you. And you mentioned the word machine uh, a few times now, and I'm asserting that you're referring to yourself as a machine. Yeah, I'm a vessel. Yeah. Yeah. And the more that you put into yourself, the more that you can, like you said, the surface area. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I do definitely think like, I'm a, yeah, machine. It sounds a little, a little bit funny to say, yeah, right? It's Terminator, man. It's Terminator. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. Um, yeah. But yeah, at a certain extent, like your brain is just from you from your being born, like you're basically just an empty vessel, right? And then you just get fed all this information and then you become old enough to a point where you can now decide what information do I want to put into my brain. And that will change your worldview, will change your uh, skill sets, like and what you can produce. And so you, you can create your own life. Yeah. What do you, if you could give some people some advice right now that are afraid to take a risk or afraid to step into something new or afraid to move to a new country or afraid to start a new business or something that they've never done before, what kind of advice or inspiration could you give to them for them to actually take, take that action? Because, you know, that really depends on the situation, I would say. Um, I, I like being, I think you have to assess your risk tolerance because uh, some people will literally just pack up and move. Like they'll have a hundred dollars and they're like, I'll just, just figure it out. I'm not like that. 
I had like good savings. I could, if I lost everything today, I would still be able to pay for my own lifestyle for the next like two or three years and still live comfortably like I am now. Um, so I'm definitely not that risk averse. And so what I tell a lot of people, especially when it comes to Dubai, because I've heard quite a few people reach out to me, um, and been on a couple calls with people. And I just tell them, look, just have enough in the bank so you can pay for your apartment for the first year in Dubai and get yourself set up. Uh, and then have enough money to fund your lifestyle for the next two years. Cause then you have nothing to lose. I like have a really big safety net, really, mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. Like I can, if I lost everything and I had to fire my employees, I would be good. Or if I lost everything and I would still like to keep my employees for, because they're fantastic people, I could still pay for everything for next year. Mm. Like I, I have no risk really. Like there's no, it, the only reason I would move away from Dubai was if I didn't like it. And mm. so what? Then I lost a, like some money, but that's fine. Cause everything is still like, there's no, still no risk anywhere in terms of paying for stuff. Mm. Um, so I like to just be secure. Mm -hmm. But the pressure of not feeling secure also is very healthy. Would you agree? Yes. Like putting yourself in a situation where maybe you don't have that safety net. And I'll tell you the reason why I'm saying this is because I've had this, this, I've had this uh, feeling and been in this position over the last couple of years, many times where I'm not, I don't have the safety net. You know, I, I've got, um, a team to look after. I've got, you know, people to pay every single week. Um, responsibilities, uh, commitments, um, expenses, mm -hmm. right? But I'm not in that safety net where, you know, I've, everything is, it's all good. Like I'm, I'm in that space of like, it's all good. I'm no, no worries. And what that has done for me, and this is going to anyone who is afraid to take the risk because maybe they're not, like you said, in that safety net, right? is that when you take the risk, you are put under pressure. You don't have a choice but to fight for survival. You know, it's the survival instinct of like, okay. And I've had this many times in, in my business and my coaching as well. It's like, okay, why is this not working? And I'm talking to my business coach and I talk to my team and I get frustrated and I'm like, why? Why does this keep happening? Right? And I always say, you know, the lesson will keep showing up until you learn it. Well, it's happening because there's something you need to learn from it. So learn it so it doesn't happen again, right? And then it puts you under this pressure of like figuring shit out, you know? Um, getting lost yesterday. I was walking from the mall. I got lost. Luckily, my GPS was working. But I'm just saying like putting yourself in these kind of situations where you're out of your comfort zone completely and you don't have a choice but to show up and to get shit done, make shit happen. Um, and I say that's a good also a, a good way of taking action yeah not only just waiting for the like to, for example when i started my coaching business it took me seven months for me to move out of my parents house before i felt like i had that safety net of being able to afford a house mm. to rent so i had a goal and a vision that okay and and i didn't move to where i said i was going to move i said i'm going to move into an apartment looking over the harbor bridge in the, in, the, in sydney and that was my goal. And I remember when I got on the call with my coach, my business coach, and he's like, what's your dream? Like, what's your goal? What are you trying to, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to live in an apartment looking over the harbor, running my coaching business, right? That was the goal. And seven months later, I moved in with my best friend into a brand new house because I took action and I built mm. the business. So I things don't happen straight away. No, exactly. Um, 
talking about risk and and you talking about doing stuff for for a long time, right? Would you consider yourself more lazy back then when you just started out in terms of taking action? I had nothing when I started. I was under pressure. I had to do something. I had to like I had to work with someone. I needed help. You know, and it's like whether it's business, whether it's personal development, you know, and growing, it's like you get to a point if you're at a point where you're like your back's against the wall. Yeah. You've tried everything. You you you're in the dark. You you need help. I think that's a, one of the hardest things for many people is to ask for help. Yeah. Because they want to have it all figured out themselves and it's like man, we live in this technological age, especially like with social media, podcasting, information YouTube. that if you think that you know it all, you don't know shit. <laughs> that's a dangerous place to be. Um yeah, but I I just think that it, it having your back against the wall, I think it's you can you can create that wall yourself in your mind mm. depending on what you just deem to be like to put yourself under more pressure yeah cuz cuz if if you have nothing right now right there's no point of you moving to a different country cuz you should be of course like you should you be scared something exactly but yeah. like i think there's other risks you can take or you can create that at least that's that's something i'm really good at it's just creating pressure in my mind mm. something that maybe is completely relevant in like the objective world but that's how i can like create pressure and make myself hungry to actually get to the next level and sometimes i'll like set goals or like okay if i can reach this then i'll buy this or i'll treat myself to something or then i can hire a new employee or something right i think you can take better bets by maybe not especially if you're starting out like not taking that much money risk mm. but you have to somehow in your mind be able to create some sort of pressure situation because mm-hmm. if you don't have anything or you don't have a lot then you should be panicking to some extent like should you you just haven't made it yet mm. so yeah so like for example there's this there's this like narrative or story or like let's say the american dream or oh, yeah. even the australian dream whatever it is <laughs> like but but the dream is like get married have kids buy a house and die and and for some people that works for some people it's great you know what do you think about that and how important because i know that some people probably have just been programmed like that yeah. just because of media because of what society expects um, no 100% that's how it was 50 years ago 30 years ago 20 years ago when we didn't have the internet mm. it just doesn't work like that anymore cuz you can't you can't just have a job save up money and then buy a house Mm. nowadays you could that 40 years ago because wages were the same but houses were like a tenth of what they are today right just save up for six months a year two years boom you buy a house it's fine now bog ass standard job like you can save up for 60 years and maybe afford a house but then like you're dead already (laughs) and already like a few years ago i was like i don't give a shit about fucking retirement yeah I don't care about fucking the money that I'm going to get in fucking 25 years time. When I'm 87. Yeah, like I don't give a shit about that. I fucking care about what I'm creating right now Yeah, because I believe that I don't need to worry about that. I, I will make enough to be able to do what I love for the rest of my life. Yeah. 
not to be able to get to a point at fucking 65 or 70 and go, oh, okay, now I'm going to stop. Yeah, but at doing that point, you're, it's going to be like 85. Here's my 300,000 that I've been saving for the last fucking 30 years. Yeah. Give me that money now so I can freaking live a, a specific life. Go to Starbucks, right? Ah, oh, fuck that. No, That's- it's, I, I don't think the model works anymore. And I think, at least for me as well, if you were to ask me a year ago, I would have I would have said like hey I want to save up money and like buy because the government has a, it yeah and, superannuation and buy an apartment and also but also it like I got that from my dad is an accountant so he's also like very you know oh less risk and you know save up and then buy an apartment like for rental and stuff like that passive income right um, but then like a month before I moved to Dubai I saw a video from Alex Mosi where he talked about like just investing in yourself to increase your ability to make money. Mm-hmm. Which is basically what he, uh, do you know Alex Mosi? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is basically what he did to be able to make hundreds of millions of dollars, right? And so I thought about that, and I was like, okay, so if I'm not making hundreds of millions of dollars from my business, what? Why would I ever just save up money to then buy an apartment to then make you know an extra grand or five hundred bucks or something a month for a rental uh, apartment? Like it makes no sense whatsoever because i can either invest the money into the smp and get let's say 10 percent, or i can invest it into myself and i actually just shot a youtube video on that so i know the, so i know the stats my, our revenue is up uh 55 year to date compared to last year so clearly i'm out beating the stock market mm. five and a half times so whenever i invest a dollar into myself i can get five and a half five and a half dollars back which is way better returns than over here in the yeah. S&P. Yeah, well, that's that's what, I mean, I've been thinking about as well is like, what's the better option? Is it like investing in property or is it investing in your company? You know, and if you're getting like, you're making massive results and getting huge results and investing more into, you know, how you can get better results in your revenue, in your company, why the fuck would you go and invest in property? Yeah. When you're, when you're tripling or, or quadrupling or five or 10xing your success in your business. And, and then all that's going to happen there is then you start another business. You start another business. Yeah. I only think you would do that if you don't believe in your ability to make money anymore. Of course, of course. And that's, okay, this is a good, this is interesting because many people have a fear of money or they don't have a relationship with money, right? It's like oh, yeah. money's bad, money's the root of all evil, all that kind of shit, right? So how do you help people understand that money is because some people will be like you know money's bad they have they don't yeah you know it's like that's i mean i think that's like the poverty mindset i th- i think so as well and i'm not here to discuss with those people because they clearly just operate on a lower level than i do mm-hmm. and I, I don't think they're gonna get to anywhere significant in life uh if you if you disregard money you're a fool because like, mm-hmm. money money doesn't money adds a little bit to your life but it takes away like it takes away a whole lot of stress that's what that's what money does. It takes away stress and fear and worry from your life. So you can focus on just being happy. So you don't have to worry about, oh, rent is coming up where I'm going to get the money. Oh, can I afford to fly to take this vacation? Mm. You know, if you have a lot of money, like if you make, let's say you make a really aggressive amount of money, like just jump on a private jet, right? Go to a five-star hotel and you you chill. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a better way. It's a less stressful way of living mm-hmm. and and money is really just a tool it's a tool and, and especially in business and i think that's why i like business so much is because money is just a measuring stick for how much 
value you're providing. If you make a lot of money, you also provide a lot of money. And and so there's this one clip with, uh, it's quite funny. It's, it's Jeff Bezos. Um, he's being interviewed. I think Amazon hit like a trillion dollar or something, uh, large, large amount mm. uh, in like cap uh, market market cap. Um, and so the interviewer asks him like, hey, you know, Amazon is worth say $800 billion. Do you ever feel bad for for all the money you've made, you're worth like a hundred something billion. And he just sits down, like looks the reporter in the eyes and say, look, Amazon is worth 800 billion. I own 16% of Amazon, which means that I've created 600 and something million in value, a billion in value to other people. So no, I actually feel quite fine having all my wealth. Hmm. And, and and like that's what money is. It's just a measuring stick for in business for how much value you're providing. And in life, it just takes away all your stress. And so I think you're, yeah, as I said, I think you're a fool if you don't value money to some extent because you should be having money. Mm. Otherwise, you, you're not living your life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. It's powerful stuff what you're sharing, man, and you're only 25. <laughs> now, I'll just, um, if you're listening to these guys, let me tell you, you're, you're, you're listening to uh, Dubai's next trillionaire. And listen, the one <laughs> thing is the power of self-belief, though. You know, like it sounds to me like you really believe in yourself. You, you have uh, self-confidence. But, you know, we all came from somewhere. So I'm curious, and I'm sure everybody else is curious. Like, yeah, Rasmus is talking about success and well, and he made this decision to move to Dubai and left everything and he's, you know, doing his thing. He's focused, right? What is it deep within yourself that you feel is the reason why you are striving for such high um, life success and experiences and th- like what, what is there, is there something that you went through that hurt you yes uh yeah i think every entrepreneur has this like story like mm-hmm. some some trauma or something in their life just kind of sticks out right um but no so so quick background uh both my parents i i come from like a good family like both my parents uh own their own businesses mm-hmm. uh and so i kind of grew up in that my mom used to have a marketing agency actually like traditional uh not media but like traditional print like um tv ads and stuff like that uh, marketing agency and we lived in this big house because we're five kids uh wow so she Are you the oldest i'm middle actually i have one each uh older brother older sister younger brother older brother um but so she used to run her agency or marketing agency uh in the basement so whenever we would get home from school we were going through the basement see her working say hello to her employees right uh and then she would take the day off from that and then work when we went to bed uh and then work till like late at night um so we always grew up in that environment as so i think it's been instilled in me from a young age that that was a possibility. Now, going into high school, I actually thought I was going to be like a physio. Um, but then halfway through, I was like, nah, I want to do, uh, I want to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my family, uh, or from my mom's side of it, really wanted me to have this, like, edu- like have traditional education, right? High school, college, uni, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then go have a job, right? Mm-hmm. And I started to disagree more and more with that to the point where we were just arguing every single day, uh, me and my mom. And 
Then when I was 18, I, like, I cut her off. I was like, look, you're clearly not supporting what I want to do. We're arguing every single day. And I've been doing that for like months on end now. So I'm just going to move with that because they're divorced. Um, and so I think that, especially in the beginning, not so much anymore. Um, but when I got out of high school, like I think that definitely was like a, a driver behind what I did. Just like anger. Mm for her not believing in me mm -hmm. and saying, look, you shouldn't do this. Like it's dumb decision. It's dangerous. Like you're never going to make it. Even though I could clearly see like she was doing well with her own business. Uh, so I was like, who are you to tell me? Like both you and dad run your own business, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so who are you to tell me that I can't like just make something of myself? Uh, now, not so much anymore. Now, I'm, I'll say the biggest driver in my life now is I have this like own little competition with myself that I want to try and beat my dad in terms of net worth. And mm -hmm. um, I want to see, I want to show him that I can do great things. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's definitely like the main drive for me now. But in the beginning, there was like, yeah, anger. I would mm -hmm. say it's just trying to prove to my mom, which I don't still don't speak to, but just trying to show myself and like prove to her, right? Even though I don't speak with her, but just show her like hey i can make this work mm. like, you were not right yeah do you, do you feel within yourself that it hurts that you don't talk to her no i don't think about her right but you but you wanted that support from her right when you were younger back then yeah 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 and so even though she didn't support you and now you kind of moved on right do you look at that and go well hang on a second one of the drivers and the reason for my success is my mom. That was definitely, yeah, because I, I, I think like I started having those dreams and aspirations when I was still seeing her. And, and so I think because I, I can be very stubborn, uh, I think that was why probably like if we talk like just luck again um, or like the universe, whatever, I think that can probably be one of the reasons why I actually went down the route I did. Now, obviously, I also lived uh, with my dad full-time then, um, and he was also running his own business. So, like, I was also constantly exposed to him doing, you know, business, right, and running his own company. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I would ascribe a portion of where I'm at to my mom saying, you shouldn't do this. But do you, do you think that that's that you not talking to her is your decision, right? Yeah. It's not her decision. It's your no, decision. Yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah. you know, I can't surround yeah, myself. Yeah, I was, I was, the, I was the one saying no, no mas, okay. yeah, no do more. You, do you, do you think that that it's warranted though? Like the fact that, like, that's your mom. You know, she raised you. Yeah, you grew up with her. Yeah, and because of her lack of support, mm -hmm. you just decided that you know what, you don't want to support me. I don't want you in my life at all. Um, do you think it's warranted, like your decision to not talk to her just because you want to focus on your business? No, it's not so much the business anymore. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't even at the beginning because, uh, like, I still had a year and a half left of high school when I when I stopped seeing her. Um, but the way I think about it, or was there something else that's deeper? That's like that, that she hurt you with another part of your life that has uh, also yeah yeah kind of yeah. There's like some some other stuff yeah. as well, right? Um, but I think the the main th reason why 
I was definitely angry at her in the beginning, right? Don't get me wrong. Of course I was. That otherwise I wouldn't have cut her off, basically. Uh now it's just I'm really happy with my life. Mm-hmm. And so I don't see the uh, like it's basically just a risk assessment. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I I don't want to take the risk of letting something that was negative in my life mm-hmm. into my life again. Mm-hmm. Even though it might not be negative mm-hmm. and of like I'm sure she's you know learned from her mistake and whatever mm-hmm. uh i'm not the same person i was seven years ago mm-hmm. um but I, i'm just not willing to take that risk so, in my life yeah so basically what you're saying and and i think this is relatable to a lot of people with like their lives relationships business whatever it is you're basically showing and you know i know myself that as you get older life humbles you things change yeah. you know this and that but right now where you're at there's a reason why you're at where you're at in terms of your level of success and your ability to be able to do what you're doing. And basically what you're showing to anyone who's listening is that do whatever the fuck it takes. And if that means you have to block family, friends, disappear, stop talking to people, right? Because the truth is no one really understands how you feel. You know, I can be sitting here talking to you and thinking to myself, there's something deeper. How can you just not talk to your mum just because she disagrees with you? Oh, yeah. Right? And, but at the same time, I don't know how you feel. I haven't felt what you've felt. And this is the one thing that most people will judge you on because they don't understand you. They haven't lived your life. They haven't felt what you felt. And that's why most people that judge, they don't understand. But those who understand, they don't judge, like myself. I'm listening. And I'm understanding you because I'm sitting in your position and I'm thinking about how would I feel if I was Rasmus, right? Because he's making these decisions for himself because he knows what he needs to do and he knows what he needs to let go of in order for him to grow and for him to achieve the success that he's striving for. So this is a very big, even though there's people listening going, I would never do that, right? But in order for you to achieve, you have to sacrifice there are things that you have to yeah, let go of. Yeah, you have of. to put yourself first. I mm. think I think there's points in your life where you should be selfish and there's points in your life where you should be selfless. Um, and, and I definitely believe in your earlier years and when you're trying to achieve something great uh, or get to a ne- like another level, you should be selfish 100% all the way through. Just prioritize yourself like, and whatever toxic or negative you have in your life cut it out like and 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 literally just focus on how can i have how can i maximize inner peace and fulfillment uh and then when you get to that next level you can then reassess things and say okay maybe i want to be more selfless now and want to take care of other people maybe i want to start a family get into a relationship or, or something like that right uh, but you need to know where when you're in a se- season of growing and when you're not because you shouldn't be in a season of growing like building intensely your entire life because like then you're also going to be missing out on beautiful parts of life mm-hmm. i believe so you mentioned to me earlier that you'd been, you'd been did you say you're single for seven years yeah i mean since much, yeah. 18 to 20 to where you are now you haven't Probably, had a relationship yeah, something some like that yeah and like one of the things that i went through in my 20s was a lot of people you know i, I was never i never really i've never had a relationship and this is the truth never had a relationship where i knew that this was the person that i wanted to be with i always just settled because it was available mm. 
well, I'd rather have something. She had no options. I'd rather have something than nothing, right? Then there's the, also the influence of people around you. And a lot of people that I was friends with in their relationships, they were happy with their relationships, their partners. So there was also chasing that, that I want to be like other people. I want to fit in. How do I fit in? Have a relationship. Yeah. That's my girlfriend, right? So how can you explain to people right now how you feel enough not being in a relationship, being 25? Because I remember being 25 and it's like you wanted to be in a you wanted to have a girlfriend. You wanted to be with the rest of the people that had relationships and stuff. Honestly, if I had a, if I was a nine to five corporate guy, I would be in a relationship for sure. Because mm. then you don't really have any. Because then you don't take pride in what you're actually doing for eight hours, nine hours of the day. Uh, maybe even more if we include commuting and stuff like that to the office. Um, but now, like I have, I have. I have so much I want to do and so much I want to achieve. Like I have my next year and a half, two years planned out already in terms of business. So I know where I'm going to go. And so that's what I like, that's fulfilling in itself. Like I know, okay, I need to hire new team members at this point. This is what we need to be doing. Um, and this is A to C the, the next steps forward to, to achieve what I want to achieve in the next two years or so. Um, and so I can't be like, I don't have emotional capacity or time and attention to worry about not being in a relationship. I have three full-time employees and uh, three VAs uh, and a video editor like I need to take care of. Mm -hmm. I need to pay every single month, right? Mm -hmm. Clients that need work done. Like, why would I be worried about being in a relationship if yeah. if I get in this relationship, great. But why stress? Yeah, because why, I, I, why stress about it? Yeah, because yeah. I have no shit on my plate. Like, yeah, there's enough yeah, to yeah. do. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, that's what it's about. You know, if someone is right, you know it. It feels right. It flows, and that person will add value to your life in that way that that won't stress you out. Yeah, you know, it's an ad. Like I like to say that you know I'm whole and complete all on my own. And a lot of people, like for example, you know, when when you're getting married, right? They say you complete me right in basically saying that you're not full you're not complete as a person you need another person to come into your life to make you full make you complete right so it's in the understanding of like i'm complete as i am and if somebody else comes into my life they are an added bonus they add more value to my life yeah. so it's no doubt that if you met the right person that that person will actually amplify your success yeah i think and i think that can be a really good ROI on <laughs> on getting into a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You also see the like the big guys uh doing like the billionaires and stuff like that. They all talk highly about like their wives because they say, look, I could have never gotten to where I am. And it's the same with like having a team of employees. You could have never you can never achieve the next level of success without employees. Because it's just higher leverage. And if you have a, a wife or a husband or whatever, um they will support you and in ways that you can't do on your own, mm. and then you can achieve the next level. But I don't think you should go out and actively seek for it if you're in a business, uh, if you're in a season of growth, because then you're taking attention away from where you should be putting your attention. Mm -hmm. But if it happens, great. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, like, even like where I'm at, I'm not in a hurry. Exactly. You know, I'm not in a hurry for the relationship. It's just 
I'm focused on my shit. And if something is meant to be, it will flow. And it will just happen naturally. It's not something I need to go out. And I think that oh, maybe for, 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 for women, it may be different when they get into their 30s or whatever. Yeah. If they're not in a relationship, they want to have babies and all that kind of stuff. So they might feel pressure, you know. But at the same time, you might feel pressure, but you've you got, you got to focus on what you can control. And you can't force things. And I think some people try to force too much. And when you're forcing things, it's not natural, not flowing. You know? No, it can definitely feel a bit. Uh, it's like you're under pressure to like yeah. hurry up. This, oh, way. yeah. I think we all know those people, right? They're like, oh, I want to get a baby by 25 or 30 or whatever. So, like now, I need to go out and find a man and like just nail him down and get a baby or something. I know, I know, I know, women like that. Yeah, yeah. That is just like I, they they just have the whole like thing planned out, and so yeah, it's just it's it's just forced. It's so weird. Mm. Um. I do think it's different from from men and women, uh, just because of yeah biology. For sure, for sure. So tell me about your life here in Dubai now. Like how um, how has it changed? How has your level of thinking changed? Um, obviously, you know I know myself. I always said this: with whom you surround yourself, with whom is whom you become. Yeah. You know, if you surround yourself with very successful people, you become successful as well. You don't have a choice. Energy is contagious. You feed off other people's knowledge vibe um what they talk about i'm feeding off you i'm learning from you as well um so how has your life changed since you moved here and and what do you like about this place oh i, I love dubai first off shit it's so much better than being back home in denmark um i guess it's not home anymore denmark <laughs> yeah i guess the bias um i'm yeah i'm really happy here i i really like so the biggest difference and, and what i was right about was the culture and the people moving here uh in denmark we don't have a very big like entrepreneurial scene and and there's general there's a like a general consensus about you don't really talk about money you don't flex your success uh you just keep to yourself right um which i don't like i i like in dubai that i can look out into the marina and or i can just go on the street uh, you know, us walking from the coffee place to here, just G-Wagons, Lambos, Ferraris, like, I find that very inspiring. Um, and you just don't see that in Denmark. And all the people I know here are highly successful people. I'm probably one of the people doing, like, the least amount of revenue, actually, and having the smallest team out of all the people I know here. So I'm the small fish, whereas the people I know back home, either they are, you know, just normal employed people who don't really want to achieve it like they don't live the same lifestyle or it's people who are doing less than me in terms of revenue so here i can be the small fish uh and back home the big fish or what I, I don't really see myself as a big fish so that's weird to say but yeah like i here there's just so many more high level people um that it, it just kind of forces you to grow up i feel like you you see life from a different perspective because you walk outside and, and there are all these fancy things so you're like it's possible. Like, it's definitely possible to achieve all these things. Like, I can do that. So, because you're, you're talking to other people who may be doing much better than you, but you talk to them and you're like, you're actually not that much smarter than I am. Mm. Like, I understand. Like, I already know a lot of what you're saying. So, it's possible. I can also be that. I can get to your point. You just, and, and you just don't get that in Denmark, for example. Mm. Um, and so that's what I love about it. it. It forces you to level up and it, and it changes your perception of reality 
from in Denmark, it's like, oh, I can drive a Honda Civic. Great. To here, it's like, I need to, I need to like have a G wagon. Mm. I need that, and I'm gonna work hard to get it, mm-hmm. and I want that. Why do you want to? Why, why do you? Why do you want to have the the nice cars and all that kind of stuff, or everything else uh, that comes with success? So, yeah. Why? Why? Um. So I use, I actually use, um, right now I use a car actually as like a, a short-term goal. Um, but I actually don't have anything against, pe- people get, people can get a lot of hate online for, you know, spending a lot of money on something. Um, I actually quite like the idea of spending a lot of money on a car, for example, um, which one I'm going to do when I get back from to, to Dubai from uh, when summer's over. Um, because it, let's say, let's say you want to get to 50k a month in profit, right? Take home 50k. Um, then what I do is I set myself that goal and then, okay, I'll buy a car for something, 50k. You, you put a number on it, right? Uh, and even though, you, you know, it might be a very big purchase for you when that time comes, once you get there the next month, you're still going to be doing 50k. And the next month after that, so so it it's basically just acts as motivation for you to achieve the next level. And let's say you know you want to get to 100k per month, and then you want to buy something that's super expensive. You want to go out and I don't know, buy something for a million dollars, right? And you maybe you have a little over a million on a bank account, but right now you're doing 30. Once you get to 100k per month, sure you drain your bank account, but the month after that, you're still going to be making a lot more money. And so if if the goal, and, and so if the motivation of you spending a lot of money on something, once you reach a certain point, is what you need to shorten that time frame, 100% go for it. I, I, I love that idea. So that's basically what I use flashy things for. It's like a, a goal to short down the time frame of me getting to a point because life's still going to go on after, you know, you buy a car or rent an apartment or buy a watch or something um but you're just going to be making a lot more money does it have to do with any and i'm hearing what you're saying it makes sense does it make you feel a specific way by having something nice i'm actually not a big car person honestly i just use it because right now in terms of yeah it's just i don't have a car right now so that it was like an easy one like oh I can buy a car and yeah, sure. Let me get a nice one. Um, I don't think there's a high incremental cost like versus the one I'm driving now. Like it's, it's like, I looked online. It's like super mid mm-hmm. car. Um, that versus, you know, buying an expensive Mercedes, something like that. Mm-hmm. There's no real in- incremental. But because you're in a nicer car, does it make you, does it empower you? Yeah. Right. That's that like, that's why I like the nice things is it's a materialistic, uh, it just materializes your success. Yeah, because so you, you look know at, that you've put the energy towards your success, your business. Yeah. And now you're able to materialize. It's a yeah, way to put it. You've materialized your success. Yeah. You've That's a milestone. You've brought this into your life because of the hard work that you've done. Exactly. So you can look at that and you can say, I did that. I got there. And I remember what goal I had. And I remember the hard work that led up to it. Mm. And then you can look at it and say, fuck, fuck yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. 
And that's, you know, again, for, for everyone, it's different, you know what I mean? I mean, people can listen to this and go, you know, materialistic possessions don't make you happy or whatever it is. But, you know, you're living your life. And, you know, one thing that I did, I mean, I only started wearing this watch recently and I've had this for like a couple of years. And I used to have a Breitling and I really liked watches and I had jewelry and nice cars and all that stuff. And I had to let that go in order for me to maybe be more grateful and and detach myself from anything outside of myself for me to feel like I was mm. good enough, you know, like feeling yeah. whole and content without anything. Yeah. No girl, you know, no family, like completely dis- dis- detached from the world. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, it's like a bit of an accessory. It's not an- it Looks ac- good. <laughs> something, you know? But- um, but I had to do that in order for me to to appreciate life. Yeah. You know, and for me to be able to be in control and not, you know, and I spoke about this on one of my episodes recently about not being dependent on anything outside of yourself yeah. to make you happy. So, and, but it's different. It's not, it's the thing is you're achieving success in your business. So your affordability level is there for you to have something that you want and you can do that, materialize yeah. it. Right. But, the purpose of it is not that I'm going to buy a Ferrari because I don't feel like I'm good enough. Oh, yeah, like an ego. Right? Yeah. So then when it becomes I have a big measure. When I have a Ferrari, because like when I was younger, I used to be like, if I have a nice car, I'm going to get a hot girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Right? Sure. That's how I thought. I did, you know? And it's a lot. It's bullshit. It's not even like, like obviously, it's, it's attraction, right? People are going to say, oh, my gosh, who's that, right, in their car? But- it's just being aware of that, that you're not dependent. Because like how many successful people do you know that I've heard of becoming millionaires, billionaires, and they kill themselves? They've got everything they want, mm. but they're still not happy. Yeah. So how do you, how are you going to maintain your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health, your spiritual health for you to feel peace without the materialistic possessions? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know how people, I don't know how people get into that state of mind where it's like, oh, if it's not five star, like I can't, I can't even be myself like, mm-hmm. cause they have such a, an issue with their perception of self that they're like, if it's not super high end five star, I can't have it. Um, like I quite enjoy, I don't know, like I, Maybe it's from me. Uh, I used to be a, a competitive swimmer. Uh, so maybe it's from me, you know, for a long period of time, uh, just when we were at meets, for example, like in between uh, races, you just sleep on the floor to like recover. It's like I grew up with all that. Like, I've, and I, I quite enjoy just laying on the couch and like going to the gym, get my, like, my hands dirty and stuff. Um, so I don't. I can do both, basically. Uh, I think, yes, physical health, I work out a whole ton. Um, spiritual health, I last year, actually, when I was in Spain for six months, I did like a monk mode. Uh, so it was six months where I would meditate every single day. Uh, I have a screenshot of it. I did 190 days straight, 190, 190 days straight of meditation every single day. How many hours a day? Uh, just 10 minutes, every, every day in the morning. Um, I worked out 10 times a week. Uh, Did you and do that 10 times a week, not five days a week, 10 times a week. Yeah. Seven days in a week. So what, twice a day? Yeah. So five would, days a week. So I would uh, Wednesday, yeah, so seven days a week, right? Uh, at least once every single day and then three. So Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday 
I would run before I went to the gym. I'd go for like a 5K run or something. Um, and then, yeah, I got in my best shape ever. Just to kind of, I just wanted like six months. It was me and my brother. And just, I kind of just wanted six months of me like suffering. Why is suffering so important? It just builds mental resilience. Mm. You show yourself you can do something. Mm-hmm. It's like, because when we got there, it was like, especially with the meditation, because like that's very visual and it's slow progress. Mm. Um, like you just do 10 minutes a day and then it takes up by one. That's day three. That's day four, right? So it's like, it, it felt like a very, very big mountain that had to be a big thing that had to be conquered. Um, and then you get to the other side of it and you're like, I did that again. I did that, right? Um, so it just builds resilience and it, you build your, like you build a, a track record for yourself in your mind of like, okay, I did that. I, I can do this. I can, I'm a person who can do hard things, right? And so you start to build up these belief systems. And uh, as we talked about like news and information, you can program your perception of self by showing, showing you, showing yourself basically stepping up every single day that I'm a person who can, for example, do hard things. I'm a person who goes to the gym because guess what? I've gone to the gym six times a week for the past many years. I'm a person who can work out a whole lot. I have a big capacity for high stress situation, high stress situations because guess, guess what? I've been working out 11, 12 times a week. Plus I wake up at 4.30 a.m. every single day. Um, I've been doing that for the past eight months. So now I know I have that track record. So no, what time do you no, get to bed? Uh, I sleep at 8.30. 8.30 and you get up at 4.30 Yeah, every day? Yeah, it's eight hours. And what do you do for 4.30 in the morning? I work. You start work? Yeah. And, and then on double, like double workout days, I'll go run at seven. Seven. And then so go what back. time do you go to the gym? Uh, 11. 11. Yeah. That's pretty good. This is actually a rest day today. I haven't worked out today. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's the first time in like a month, I think. <laughs> That's cool, man. It feels weird. That's awesome. Um, it's amazing how you have taken yourself through these journeys to get to where you are now. It all matters. The, the monk mode, meditation, you know, the fitness. And there's so much that you do. I was talking to my business coach um, the other day, and I said, yeah, man, I'm in Dubai. And he's like, wow, two years ago, you were in your mum's house, in your parents' house, in your bedroom, starting this coaching business, right? And I said, yeah, this is amazing. I said, look what we've achieved in two years. And I said, yeah, imagine what's going to happen in, in two years, another two years. Yeah. And he goes, bro, he goes, imagine what's going to happen in 10 years. I say that to myself and all I the time. Like, I say that uh, as well. That's so fun. No, I was like, what? I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, wow, that's just taken me to another level. And I was, I didn't even think about it, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's kind of like overwhelming or scary or just to think like, if you can do something like this in just a couple of years, imagine what your life is going to be like in 10 years. And it's just, wild. No, but yes, yeah, so I talked to my, um, my brother, little brother is, uh, he also run, uh, like does his own thing online, um, affiliate marketing, but we talk every single Friday. Like a lot of times we'll always end up with just thinking about shit. Like imagine where we were two years ago and where we are now. Like what will happen when we're 40, 50, 60, 
shit that's a long time that's so exciting uh yeah. I, I, I told you this well like i can't wait till i'm 40 yeah i'm so hyped for it yeah but even i myself like i think about i'm 38 i'm gonna be 40 soon in a couple of years and or a year and a half that's fucking ridiculous but <laughs> but the truth is that what i'm gonna achieve by that time like i know why i'm here in dubai i'm here to focus don't get me distracted don't try and tell me to go to nightclubs and bars and shit like that i'm not interested just want to hustle i want to focus right so even to know i'm going to be 40 soon but so it's like a bit of a sounds it feels like a bit of a race now i'm just like shit 40's coming yeah get your shit together man <laughs> but so, so so that's your motivation right to achieve something in a shorter time yeah frame. like to get when i get to 40 i want to yeah i i, I want to be like living good my best life yeah uh, at the moment, I, I definitely say I've still got work to do. Yeah, you know, but I'm getting there. You know, one step at a time. But so for you, it will basically be think about when you're 53. For I'm, there, I have 15 years until I'm 40. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll still be young as fuck. I'll yeah. be working out four times a week. <laughs> yeah, no, no, just keep doing it. But yeah, even even by 50 for me, I'll be just like, wow, yeah. my life will be. Um, but again, the bigger why as well, like. What is what are you gonna do with all your success? You know, help family, you wanna give back. Yeah, How I wanna do you have wanna, a family. Like, uh, no, but do you wanna give do you wanna give back to your family? Do you wanna help? Like what do you wanna do with like um is there other things part of like your human experience or the giving back to the world or what is it like? Yeah, I would love to at some point like have some sort of I haven't figured out the model yet, uh, because there's still other business I need to do before I can get into that, but like mm -hmm. some sort of philanthropy, um in the education space and just trying to teach younger people this is how you should think about life like here's an alternative route to what your parents are telling you to do with go to school go to high school go to college get your mbn whatever these people are getting nowadays um because i hate traditional education uh i think it's I think it's a waste of time and waste of money, honestly. Um, unless you want to be a doctor or something like that, uh, you shouldn't be doing it. Like, why would you spend a hundred and twenty thousand on a business degree? It makes no sense um, to me, at least. Uh, so I want to, I want to definitely, at some point in my life, dive down that route and, and just trying to see if I can teach younger people a different solution to what they're being presented by the matrix or whatever you want to call it it's cool yeah what do you want to what do you want to study go to university yeah I, I hear it yeah man um yeah for me it's it's my family uh, i'm the youngest in my family so my sisters helped me a lot to get to where i'm at and a lot of my why as well is not only for myself obviously but it's to be able to help my family and to give mm. back to them um I think the biggest for me in terms of family is just I want to I want to show my dad that I was able to do it because mm. he was a, he came from a he came from a poor family mm -hmm. and he made something of himself. He's mm. so you he, want him to be proud as well. Yeah, because mm. like I there's no point in me like giving money to my family because like we're all pretty well off. Like, yeah, 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 we didn't we li we didn't grow up in poverty. Like mm -hmm. we were good. Um but I, I want to show my dad that the hard work he did growing up, because he did, like, what he did, I think is enormous. Like, mm. 
because uh, he he came out of the like from a bad situation to then creating his dream life um where you know i had them over for uh my birthday it was in march uh and so you know he flew him his girlfriend younger brother and younger sister you know to dubai um rented an apartment and uh we had a great few days um and so he's able to live his best life and so i just want to show him that i can do that too and i want to be him as well that's just because i'm very competitive but yeah i just want to show him i think i've already done it in his eyes but in my eyes i haven't really done it yet um yeah so i just want to show him that hey that's awesome. i was able to do it as well you can do much more than you think you're capable of mm. yeah i think that's a good saying and that comes back to the whole thing we talked about with investing in yourself and actually taking like taking yourself serious um like what information do you consume? Who do you hang out with? What area do you live in? Like taking yourself serious because you can do much more. Like why is someone a billionaire and why are you barely like able to afford for, you know, nice things in life? Like you, maybe you can't even afford to go on a vacation. What's the difference? A lot of times it just comes down to them taking themselves serious um, and making themselves capable investing in their own machine vessel yeah let's go back to the machine yeah that's right powerful so um if people want to follow you um where can they find you what social media platforms uh, websites anything like that youtube uh instagram uh rasmus goodfeld that's rasmus r-a-s-m-u-s and goodfeld g-u-t-f-e-l-t uh and website for the agency is minix.co uh that's pretty much it awesome there you have it, guys. Uh, Rasmus sharing his power on another amazing episode on the Loose Mind Power Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that, Rasmus. I appreciate you, man. Thank, Thank you. you so much. It was amazing. Powerful Pleasure. shit. Thank you for joining me on this journey of self-discovery and growth. If you're ready to grow and reach your full potential and find inner peace, send me a DM that says, I want inner peace, and I'll send you the next steps. You can accomplish anything you set your mind to. When you change your mind, you change your whole life. So don't hesitate and send that DM over to me. Myself and my team can't wait to meet you and witness your transformation in full glory. See you next week.